Welcome back to We Want Our Sonics Back, the NBA podcast where sometimes we talk about the Sonics, but mostly we just talk about the NBA and how someday we would love it if the Sonics came home. But not happening anytime soon. How you doing, Dan? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. You recover from the plague? Um, well, it was the flu slash cold, so... I'm almost there. Yeah. How I'm scary is it? How scary is it to just have the normal flu right now? Um, well, it's scary as in the fact you don't want to go out anywhere because if you go out, you get judged. True. Like, oh, he coughed. Like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Or, like, everyone is, like, super scared, and you're just like, I legit have no other symptoms other than I puked. (laughs) Right. And, uh, yeah. It's a scary time in the world. I'm glad you're feeling better. We haven't podcasted. Is that a verb? We haven't done a podcast (laughs) in a while. No, No, we have not. But rest assured, everyone, I have not gone out anywhere. All right. Yep. He's been in his home all alone. So we're going to kind of ramble probably in this episode. I mean, maybe if you're listening to this podcast, you might be thinking like, how is that different than any other episode? Um, But uh, we're, we're just wanting to talk about the NBA. Talk about once again, let's just let's just go on a deep dive. LeBron James, where he stands with... No? You don't want to do that, Dan? No. We talked about LeBron enough. I don't want to get into that. All right. I guess I guess we're not talking about LeBron James. Uh, but let's talk about the NBA coming back way sooner than probably LeBron wants or, you know, any player. I mean, it's coming in pretty soon for us fans, which is great for us fans. But if you actually have to work... Um, with the NBA. December 22nd seems not too far away, man. And it's crazy to think, though, too, that we're sitting here at the end of October and we still have NBA free agency, the NBA draft, Mm -hmm. and we're all going to get that in the next month and a half, as long, barring any changes that the NBA doesn't start much later or... Whatever. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if it actually happens because it is so quick. You know, we just got the championship, uh, and now I mean, it's literally like two two months. Like it's a two month break, and then right back in it because they got a report for training camp. So right. like, I I don't know if the players will go for it. To be honest. Like, I know that there's a lot of money on the line for TV, broadcasting. You know, there's like, I heard some number, like 500 to 600 million uh, that they might lose, even if they, like, 
just start one month later. Um, so I don't, I don't know about all that, but it'll be at least really cool from a fan perspective of, like you said, we're going to get, you know, the draft here in like three weeks and then free agency. And it, I mean, you only got like, (laughs) you got like a week and a half of free agency. So unlike last year, waiting like nine years for Kawhi to make a decision, we're not going to have that. We're going to get immediate answers. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Right. Are they doing the draft? I mean, are they doing free agency before the draft this year? You know, I thought that that's what they said, but it doesn't look like it. Now, I'm not I'm not sure. Like, if, like, I guess it's going to the players for them to approve the start date for December 22nd. Um, and if they do, I feel like they're going to have to just, they're going to have to get something figured out. Cause like, I mean, you have people who will then be like moving places and we don't know what the NBA season is going to look like. If there's going to be bubbles or if they're going to go, you know, for multiple bubbles or if they're just going to be, you know, doing it kind of like major league baseball, um, I mean that didn't work too well, <laughs> but they might just try it. I don't I don't know what it's going to look like, but players are going to have to move. You know, you think about these free agents. You know, they have homes, they have families, and if they're going to be you know moving across the country to go play for a different team, like they're going to have to know before like oh you know five days before <laughs> before they're supposed to show up for training camp. You know. Right. And usually training camp happens at least, you'd think that they would have a timeline of about at least a couple weeks, maybe three weeks before the actual start of the NBA season, just given the fact that I don't think there's going to be any preseason games this year compared to years in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be weird. But, I mean, on the bright side, like, one, we don't have to think about all the logistics. That's something that people get paid, you know, lots of money to figure out. And hopefully they get it figured out. But we get to enjoy just the quickness. I mean, you were talking about it the other day. How, man, you just wish that the ba- uh, the NBA was back so we could have something to watch. Because, uh, I mean, like, it was awesome watching the bubble. Uh, but, you know, once it ended, once we got the championship... It's like, oh yeah, we're still dealing with all the same stuff that we were dealing with before. And it's uh it's a little boring. So to have basketball back uh that quickly is that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. So I'm excited to see what happens, especially here in free agency as well as the draft and see if there's gonna be some blockbuster trades, which you'd have to assume there's gonna be at least one, right? Yeah, man. Well, let's let's talk about that. Let's let's go there. You know, next year, you know, we have the Los Angeles Lakers coming back. You know, they are the champs now, and they're going to try to repeat. Uh, last time we we asked the question, "Do you think the Lakers can repeat?" and we both said yes. But let's let's talk about what it will take for some of these teams next year. You know, whether it be draft or free agency or players just stepping up. 
Um, let's let's just kind of talk about this for probably the rest of the podcast. Um, what what are some moves? What are some uh, some specific things that you think teams have to do uh, in order to become contenders? You know, whether it be the Lakers or some other you know uh, heavy hitter uh, of a team. Like, what do they got to do to contend for that championship next year? Um, I'm going to go with the Nuggets just because they were so close. Yeah, they were. Um, now, I think Denver needs one more bona fide superstar and probably a wing defender because that's one thing they lacked. Because they didn't have anyone to guard LeBron James in yeah. that playoff series. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, like you're talking about, they, they have such a good young core. I mean, Jokic and Jamal Murray, those guys are legit. Um, so I don't, you know, Jeremy Grant was kind of that, that guy for them. But he's a free agent. Uh, not sure if he's going to be back in Denver. I don't think, I think they need a better version of Jeremy Grant. Like that same kind of a player, but a better version. Right. So, I mean, they are close, but I think they're probably going to need at least one more superstar. Um, if you can get like another kind of three and D guy who has better who's better on the defensive side of the ball than Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe you try, and maybe you're just like, all right, fine, we're going to trade Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull in a first-round pick for Bradley Beal or someone like that. Wow. That's interesting, man. I, I, whew, I don't think that they would do that quite yet. I think the ceiling is still unknown for Michael Porter Jr., but, uh, I mean, Bradley Beal, like, he's, like, let's be honest, he's what everyone is going to gun for, right? Like, everybody's going to want him. Um, And I think, actually, he'd be a really good fit next to Jokic and Murray. Uh, I, I just don't know if Denver would be willing to, like, uh, pull the trigger on that one. But, I mean, I guess it really comes down to, like, are they like, look, we want to contend this year. It's title or bust. Yeah. Or are they just like, you know, I think if we get these players in free agency, I think that gives us a good shot at a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they will try to go all in because, like, they were so close. Like, that. I mean... And I don't think anyone expected, I mean, like we kind of talked about them being a dark horse, um, that they might, that they might pull something out, but I mean, the majority of people weren't thinking that Denver was going to do anything in the playoffs, you know, that they would go out pretty early and obviously they didn't and they fought with such heart and they're, they're a great team. They've got great pieces and yeah, maybe, maybe someone like Bradley Beal, uh, would be able to, you know, put them over the top. Um, I'm I'm hoping that Michael Porter Jr. can kind of 
I don't know, take another step and work on his defense. Because, like, I mean, he was a liability on the court uh, in in the bubble. Uh, he he was awful at defense. <laughs> um, and Jeremy Grant, yeah, he he's a good offensive player, but I don't know, you know. But then uh, then again, uh, old man Paul Millsap probably won't be on that team. He's a free agent too, um, right? And that's a lot of money that's not going to be going to to his side of the table. Uh, so they they'll have actually quite a bit of room to sign somebody, a free agent. So maybe they could go after someone who, you know, might might cost a lot, but can bring like some of that like because they're a young team, right? So someone more of a veteran, maybe a Demar Derozan. Uh, someone like that to come in and be alongside Murray and Jokic. I think that could be a good fit. I do too. Uh, maybe they think about bringing Gallinari in because he is kind of that veteran who can bring some scoring and some shooting, although he's not that great defensively. Um, and I, I think too, because he played with him, until 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And so he has some experience in Mike Malone's system. Yeah. Um, so with that there, I think that could be potentially a really good fit. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, uh, I think at this point they would probably be super happy to have him back in Denver. Uh, so that could definitely work. Um, what what about some uh, another team? Let's let's talk about let's let's talk about the Clippers since we're on the West. Uh, do you think that they have to do anything to still be in that top tier and go up against the Lakers or whoever whoever is going to be towards the end there in the the finals in twenty twenty one? Um, I'm not really sure because. Obviously, they're they have to think about what they want to do with Montrez Harrell. Yeah, do they want to re-sign him? Um, if they do, then I mean, you have essentially the same team as you did last year, and I mean that was a really good team on paper, but obviously that did not pan out. Yeah. Honestly, if I were them, I'd stand pat. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like we might be seeing one trade. I feel like there's just like, there's been too much talk about like some of the bad blood on the team and the lack of chemistry that somebody's going to have to go. Uh, so I, I don't think it's going to be Paul George because they gave up way too much for him. As much as I would love to see Paul George get sent away and to see what Dame and CJ have to say about it, um, uh, I I think that it might be Lou Williams who who's going to get traded somewhere. Um, you know, it was clear at the end he was shooting like garbage, but uh, it was clear at the end that they don't necessarily need him. They need something, but I don't know if they need Lou Williams on that team. 
So trading him away and maybe getting, I know, I know Patrick Beverly loves to talk smack, but they could really do with a better point guard, you know? So whether, you know, they're trying to send him away to get someone, someone like Aaron Fox, uh, someone like that, you know, some young up and comer, uh, I think Lou Williams might be headed out of town. At least I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think that that would be a good call because, I mean, that's a lot of money, too, off the books for them. Yeah. And that should give them the money to re-sign Montrez Harrell, which I think, honestly, is a better fit for the Clippers. Uh, 100%. I, I, they need Harrell. He, he's one of those, like, grinded-out players. Um, you know, they, they're going to get – Lou Williams is all offense, right? Uh, yeah. And they already have that. They have everything they need for offense in Kawhi and Paul George, regardless of how they played in Game 7 against Denver. Uh, on a regular basis, they have more than enough offense. You know, throw in Harrell into that. Um, you don't. You don't need – you know, someone who is all offense. You need someone to play a little bit of defense. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly who would be the right fit, but I feel like, yeah, I I think that Lou Williams isn't going to be on that team next year. That's a good call, and I want to switch to another West team. All right, let's do if it if we can, because I saw a report last night: the Dallas Mavericks are looking to trade into the lottery and going all in on winning a championship this year. And I saw that they, their GM is open to trading anyone but Kristaps Porzingis and Luka. Really? So that would be very interesting because I think, I think they have the cap space if they wanted to, to go out and sign a, to sign someone to the max contract. Um, not that there's a lot of players this year, like in years past, that are going to be like, oh, we definitely need to get this guy now. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest superstar you have out there is Andre Drummond. And I don't know how big of a fit he would be, how good of a fit he would be with Dallas just because they have... Porzingis. No, he's he's not one of those guys that you're gonna run and gun, and they they are all fast break offense. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that would be a good fit. So I think they'd probably have to look into, obviously the draft or trading for someone. Well, obviously possibly. they've done a pretty good job of drafting. You know, like, especially international players. You know, Dirk Nowitzki, obviously Luka. These are not people that everyone thought were going to be, like, the franchise players that they became. Um, So, uh, like, I've heard a lot about different foreign players uh, this year. And everyone knows this year it's it's a (laughs) crapshoot. You know, like you don't you don't know what you're gonna get. So um, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of players that get picked, you know, later into the lottery that are going to turn out to be, you know, those players that everyone goes like, "How did you 
draft, you know, whoever over this guy, you know. Uh, but like hindsight's twenty twenty. But yeah, uh, I can see Dallas. You know, they could become a contender really with adding anything. Uh, Luca and KP are so good that you could you could put you know some decent players around them, and I think that you would have a contender right there. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with that because just with Luca and I mean, he's obviously a, you could argue he's a top five player now in the NBA. Yes. He's that good. And Porzingis coming back healthy. Looks like he's come back to normal after the ACL. So, and they're, those guys are just so young already as it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Like, I think that it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. Because uh, they are on the verge. Like, I mean, they took they took the Clippers to Game 7. No one thought... I mean, you did. But no one else thought that that was going to happen. Um, so, yeah. Maybe, maybe all they need is... You know, and, and like, Mark Cuban is a guy who takes risks, right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, what if... What if, you know, if they're talking about trading and all this kind of stuff? I mean, there's no way that Boston doesn't try to get rid of Gordon Hayward at this point. I mean, they're probably shopping him literally everywhere. Um, So what if Dallas made a deal to get Gordon Hayward and take on that huge contract for this year uh, and get, you know, once he opts into his, his new his last year here on that deal. Um, but, you know, they, they could take that on and you could have Gordon Hayward next to KP and Luca. Yeah, I think that would be a good fit because it's a... Uh, because Gordon Hayward now, believe it or not, would consider would be considered a veteran in the NBA. Yeah, 100%. He's been there for a while. He brings that veteran presence. He knows what he's doing. He's a very good player, former All-Star good defender so i think that he would be a great fit with them yeah uh last one on the west like we'll talk about the lakers at the end uh talk about both the lakers and the heat at the end um but last one in the west like i wanted to maybe touch on is portland you know everyone like they were the cinderella of the bubble um you know had a great run in those last couple uh games of the season uh, fell apart against the Lakers, um, but you know, as we saw, a lot of teams fell apart against the Lakers. Uh, so, what do you think that they can do uh, to be back there contending for a championship next year? Is there anything, or are they just kind of going to be that middle middle tier of yeah, they're good, but they won't win a chip? I think they're going to be in that middle tier. Because yeah. I don't see what move you could really do that would push them over the top because they have really good players. They have Melo. They have Nurkic. Now him coming back for a full season healthy, honestly, I think they can. They have enough to win a championship because we saw what Melo could do. He's still got something left. We saw Gary Trent. We know what he can do. 
and you still have Dame and CJ, so I don't see why you'd really go and try to blow things up there. Yeah, I I'm I I feel a little different. Like I feel like they they need to blow it up. Like I I don't think like while they all love each other and that's great, they seem like probably like the closest team. Um, but it's not it's not working and it hasn't worked for a couple of years. So I feel like you know Dame is too good. To let his team just be middle tier. Um, he's got that killer mentality. And I feel like they just need to make a decision. And trade CJ. Or, you know, get someone. Uh, some big name. You know, get him in there. Try something new. Because, yeah, otherwise, if they bring just everyone back. Even if they keep Mello, which they might not. He's a free agent. I know he's he's talked about, you know, Portland is his new home or whatever. But he wants a championship. And, I mean, I don't think that team, as it's constructed, is good enough against the Lakers, against the Clippers, against even Boston and Miami, and not to mention Toronto. You know, like, I, I just don't think they're good enough. So I, I'd, I'd be surprised if... We didn't see something big happening over in Portland. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, maybe another move that pops into my head is if they want to go crazy, maybe they try to make a trade for Joel Embiid. And they decide, you know what? Maybe let's try bringing in Embiid instead of Nurkic. Yeah. That'd be something that I can see happening, but they could finally again, get the Greg Oden that they deserved. Right. <laughs> then again, does Doc Rivers now in Philly really want to give up Embiid or does Elton Brand want to do it? Yeah, let's talk about that, man. Let's let's go over to the East and uh let's talk about the Philly situation. <laughs> you know, they they got they got a new coach, they got Doc Rivers. And I'm sure that Doc Rivers came in with the thought of, I'm the one who can make Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid work together. Um, But whether that's what the GM thinks, uh, I mean, Elton Brand, he's, I mean, he's kind of shown that he doesn't, he, he doesn't take a lot of risks. I mean, he does in the draft, uh, but as far as like making moves, I don't know. I feel like that might be like a middle-of-the-season kind of trade. Yeah, I can feel that. The biggest thing Philly screwed up was the Jimmy Butler situation. Oh, for sure. 100%. Because that team on paper, they had J.J. Redick that year as well. You had Ben Simmons. You had... um, Tobias Harris, which yeah, I'll get to him in a second. <laughs> and then you had Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Like that team was good enough to win a championship. Now you could have argued had Kawhi not had the luckiest bounce that I've ever seen in the entire NBA. 
maybe things would have been differently. Yeah. But I don't really think it would have been. No, uh, I, I agree. Um, you know, that there are going to be documentaries that are going to be made about how that team that year couldn't put it together. Just, I mean, everyone's talking about the Clippers now, but that's basically the Clippers situation, you know, just on paper, it should have been an automatic championship. Um, but it didn't end up that way. And so, yeah, uh, I think that they're going to have to blow it up, but I, I don't know if they're going to be willing to blow it up right off the bat. I feel like they might be like, all right, let's let Doc Rivers try to figure this out. And then, you know, one of those like middle of the season, just blockbuster trades that kind of takes everyone by surprise and Joel Embiid is going to be gone. And I think that's the way it's going to be. I think I think they're going to keep Ben Simmons because he's the kind of player that, I mean, you could work around for, like, any kind of uh, offensive plan. Like, he's everything, you know, as as long as he improves his, his shot making, specifically from the arc, um, then he's the kind of player that everyone wants. Um yeah, very flexible. But Joel Embiid, um, you know, like I, I think that that kind of Shaq style of play can still work. And I think like we saw it in uh, at least the first couple games for the Lakers against the Heat. AD had a similar style. You know, AD can shoot threes like crazy. But, um, but we saw him do bully basketball and Joel could do that. But uh, whether that will fit with a team's philosophy, um, I'm not sure. And so I think he's probably going to be the one that ends up getting gone. But, yeah. Well, yeah, I can agree with that. And now I want to touch on Tobias Harris. All right, let's talk about Mr. Money. Because he he's overpaid by far. By like a hundred million, <laughs> right? He did absolutely nothing. So, if they want to even think about winning next year or making in the playoffs, you're gonna have to trade Tobias Harris. Oh, it's not gonna happen, Dan. There's no one. No one is going to take on that contract. You're gonna have to offer first round picks to get rid of him. Whatever you need to do, you need to get his salary off the books. It's not going to happen. Because he is one of the most overrated players in the NBA. Oh, I don't oh. know. If someone was willing to play um, Timofey Moskov, $18, 20000000 million a year. Like, hey, you know we don't say that name on this in. podcast. You know it. Well, come on, Cupjack made Moscow that much, so <laughs> I guarantee you there's one GM in the NBA stupid enough to do that with Tobias Harris. I mean, maybe, but uh, to me, that, that contract just makes him untradeable. Um, like, at least this early on into that contract, uh, I, I don't think it's possible to trade him. Um, so, I think that was also probably one of the pitches that Doc Rivers gave the team is that he's the one who was able to, you know, unlock the sphinx of Tobias Harris and get the most out of him. So maybe he could do that again there in Philly. 
But I don't know. I don't know. That guy, yeah, you're right. He is, I mean, if you're, if you're taking it money-wise, he is the most overrated, overpaid player. Um, you know, I still think Aaron Gordon <laughs> is overrated. Uh, but, I, I mean, you can't argue with that that money. $200 million, it's insane. Maybe one of the worst contracts ever given out by an NBA team. Yeah, and honestly, it happens every year. Like, even this year, someone is going to offer whoever it is a huge contract, and next year they're going to look back on it and be like, what the heck was I doing? Who do you think that is? Any any thoughts on who's going to um, be that player that gets, like, the crazy money for no reason? Uh, Montrezl Harrell. You think so? I think some team might offer him $30 million. Well, I don't know. $30 million ain't bad. He's a good player. Well, you can't. If you're going to be offering $30 million to a player, he better be in the All-Star game every single year. Oh, you mean 30 <laughs> a year? <laughs> yeah, $30 million a year. Yeah, yeah, all right. That makes, yeah. All right. Yeah, maybe they will. there will be, but I, I would be really surprised if he didn't stay with the Clippers. Um, anyone else in the East that you, you want to talk about before we get into the Heat and Lakers? No, actually, no. I want to jump onto the Celtics situation really quick. All right. Because, obviously, that team was very good, made it to the conference finals. They lost to the Heat in six. But do they have enough right now to contend for a championship next year and win the championship? Or do they need one more piece? Um, I think they need a different piece. Uh, I think that they need to trade Gordon Hayward. I love Gordon Hayward. He's one of my favorite players. I don't think that he's a good fit there. Uh, for what, what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have become. Uh, I mean, even, even Marcus Smart. Um, like, that's, that's the, the style of play. And I just don't. I don't see it working with Gordon. Now, I could be wrong, but I think they need to trade Gordon Hayward and get a different kind of superstar. Like someone someone who is that like flexible center slash power forward, like a Bam Adebayo. They need someone like that on, on their team rather than, you know, a straight up three-point shooter who needs, you know, to put up like... I don't know, 16 or 17 shots a game. That would make sense. Um, one name I've heard possibly is Victor Oladipo going to Boston. Yeah. And sort of having like some Hayward Oladipo exchange. I can see that. I think what that would be good for Gordon going back I do to too. Indiana. I think, it would be a, I think it would be a better fit on just for both sides. Yeah. Yeah, so I can see that. And Oladipo, he can he can run and gun, man. I mean, if he can stay healthy, he was an all star. So yeah, yeah, I'd like I would like to see that. That sounds like a good trade. Uh, it sounds like a likely one, to be honest. Like out of all the ones that we've brought up so far, 
that that seems like something that would would definitely happen. Yeah. Um, shall we jump into the heat now? Well, let, let's let's stop for a sec and let's talk about that you know that elephant in the room named Giannis um, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, that's right. They you know they got the two time MVP. I don't think he deserved it last year over LeBron, uh, but he he won he won it. He's the MVP. <sighs> I don't think that they're even close. (laughs) This sounds really mean, but I don't think that they're even close to contending for a championship. Uh, So do you think that they're going to do what people are talking about and work out some kind of trade to get Chris Paul there and try to put them over the edge, at least into making the Eastern Finals? Uh, That's not enough. I don't think even with Chris Paul... On that team, it's enough. Yeah, I agree. I I think they need someone else. I think what if they what they need to do is they need to look into trading every single player on that roster besides Giannis and Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah. Everyone else, obviously Chris Middleton, he needs to be gone. Eric Bledsoe, on how much money he gets paid, he needs to be gone. And you need to look at certain... You need to look at different options. Because that team with Chris Paul over... Instead of Eric Bledsoe, would not win a championship. I don't think so either. Um, Why DiVincenzo? Is it just because he doesn't get paid a whole lot? Doesn't get paid a whole lot. He's very young. And he's shown a lot of promise too. Yeah. So that's why I wouldn't trade him because I think there's, I think there's a lot of upside. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I, to be honest, I just don't think it's going to work. I don't think that anything that they do, like even, I don't think that they would go that route. I think that's, I think you're right, and that's like the decision, the the route that they would have to take to get to a championship. But I don't think they're willing to be that humble about it and be like, oh, we're, we are not just like one player away. Um, we, we need to kind of restructure this whole team. Because, like, let's be honest, if, if it was just LeBron on a team, like we've seen it. We've seen that before. When it's just LeBron on a team, people know how to defend LeBron and at least minimize what he's going to do. Um, and people have figured out how to do that with Giannis. Like Miami had had like basically just had a blueprint on how to stop Giannis as far as like being as effective as possible. And now everybody knows the secrets out, you know, on how to stop him from getting 45 points a game, you know, and limiting him down to like 28, which is a big difference. And, you know, limiting his impact on the game. And I just don't think that they have the right pieces around him. I mean, in a ideal scenario, I do think that Middleton could be a good fit next to Giannis. But he's getting paid way too much uh, for that to actually be a feasible thing. Because he is not, 
He's not your second-hand man, you know? He's like a number three, a number four option on a team, on a championship team at least. So, like, I, I, I think you're right that they would have to start over and just keep Giannis, maybe a couple of those young pieces, and then just totally redo the roster. But I don't think that they're willing to do it, and I think that Giannis... Hate to say it, if there's any Milwaukee Bucks fans listening to this podcast, you probably stopped listening because we were talking pretty trashy about him <laughs> for like the last couple months. But I, I don't think that he's going to be staying in Milwaukee. No, I think honestly, I'm gonna give a bold prediction right now. I think Giannis gets traded middle of the season this year by the trade deadline. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think that that's what should happen. <laughs> is like because they're they're going to be unwilling to trade everybody and start over, and they'll probably just try to get a Chris Paul or some other big star, um, and I don't know who else they could even get to be honest. But um, you know they'll try to get someone like that. And try to make it work. And it's not going to work. And then Giannis is going to walk away from Milwaukee. And Milwaukee will have nothing to show for it. But I don't think that they're going to take that risk of... They're going to they're gonna be like, oh, you know, it's like... <laughs> he loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. And like convincing yourself uh, that, you know, Giannis, he's just not that into you. That's what they need to realize. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, now let's talk. You know, just a couple minutes left here in the podcast, but let's talk about the Lakers and the Heat. Um, and what do you think each team needs to do in order to stay at that contending high level you know, of play to maybe get another championship for the Lakers or get the first championship in a while for the Heat? Um, I'm going to start with the Heat. This ain't going to take me long. I think there's only, I'm going to give you two words, and that's all that needs to happen, and they will win the championship. Chris Paul. Yeah. I think that's it. That's all they need. Um, mm, I don't agree. <laughs> I I don't think that Chris Paul like. I don't think Chris Paul is built for a team like Miami. I really don't. Like I think that maybe when he was younger, and was quicker. I mean, he's still fast, obviously. But when he was younger and quicker, I th- I think that he could have run that team and they could have, like, that would have been an amazing team. Uh, nowadays, I don't think that's the case. And I don't think that he's worth the money. Like, I think Milwaukee will trade for him because, like, they need him. They're desperate. Um, but I don't think Miami is desperate. And I don't think that, you know... I don't think Pat's going to take that that contract on. I don't think he wants to pay $40 million to a very, very ancient player. 
Um, especially when you got Goran Dragic. Like, now, he got hurt, but apparently it wasn't so bad that he couldn't come back. He came back already. He didn't play all that great, but, uh, you know, give him a couple months to heal up. I think that Goran Dragic is the, the guy that they need to re-sign. Um, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that they're going to re-sign him. But I think he's the point guard that they need. Um, and then, you know, after that, well, I don't I don't know if there's really a whole lot that they can do to get better. They they have you know, maybe maybe signing some veterans, uh, you know, not named Andre Iguodala <laughs> to um you know, kind of be on the bench and give some support. But as far as their starting five, I think that they're there are going to be contenders next year. And I mean, like, like you said earlier, the sky's the limit. I mean, um, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, these guys will only get better. Right. Also, one quick question because it's just popping into my head. How do you think Gordon Hayward would fit with the Heat? Um, I don't think that he would fit because they already have Gordon Hayward. It's just his name is Duncan Robinson. I think Gordon Hayward's much better than Duncan Robinson, though, as in the fact that he can defend well, too. I mean, yeah, and he's bigger. Um, but I think they're very comparable players, and I don't think you would want to take on. Again, That's that's those are huge contracts to take on. Well, it's only a one-year contract, really, and then it expires, so... That's true. I mean, like, maybe, maybe that could work. Um, I think it would, at least, at the very least, it would stunt Duncan Robinson's growth, and he's young, he's not getting paid a whole lot, uh, so I think you want him to grow as much as possible, but... I mean, I could see it. I think, really, honestly, what they need, I think they need a real center. Like, I mean, Bam, Bam is great, and he's a shot blocker and all that. Um, but he's just not big enough to be, like, your full-fledged NBA center. Not when it comes against, like, Anthony Davis or, you know, like, even on the East, like, Joel Embiid or, you know, some some player like that. So, I mean, honestly, I could see, <laughs> you're not going to like it, I, I could see Andre Drummond being someone that they could pick up and make a big difference on their team. You know, some some honestly, just, I, I'm a defender, I'm a big guy, I feel like they need that. Honestly, I can see that because that would take so much pressure off Bam having to be the only guy the only shot blocker. Yeah. But in reality, you can have two, but at the same time, we're in the day and age of small ball in the NBA. Yeah. Where your power forward is your five man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. But yeah, I, th- I think that getting a big center in there could make a difference. And like you said, just, just basically take some of that pressure off. Um, let's, let's talk about the Lakers, your favorite team. Um, do you think that the Lakers need to do anything? Um, I think they need to look into adding 
a veteran point guard. Yeah. One that's better than while Rondo came and showed that he's well Rondo came out of nowhere in these playoffs, but for sure. I just think they need a better point guard. And maybe some better role players other than Danny Green. Um as someone who like I've said many times, has defaulted to being a Lakers fan. I will say, for anyone listening to this podcast and you're like, I thought you guys were Sonic guys. We are. Um, But I was born in California. And so Lakers were my first team. And then we moved to Seattle as, like, kids. And so we grew up on the Sonics. But I've defaulted to being a Lakers fan. I'm not just a bandwagon fan. Um, But... As a Lakers fan, I got to say, I really hope they change almost everything about this team. <laughs> I, I think they need to do so much. You know, the like everyone saw, okay, uh, LeBron and AD, they, you know, LeBron is still good enough that, you know, all they need are those two guys to win a championship. And I feel like teams are now going to be built to stop them. They weren't built to stop them this year. We saw that with Miami. They weren't built to stop them. Um, you know, saw it with Denver. No one, no one was built to stop AD and LeBron at the same time. Now I feel like they're going to be able to do that. So this year, they're going to have to do quite a bit to make this team an actual championship team. Because let's be honest... Uh, this was not a championship team. Um, there were two championship players and, you know, a couple decent players. But this is not your typical, like, oh, keep them together. Don't break up the team. Like, yes, Rondo went crazy. You're right. But Rondo wants money now. Oh, yeah. And he's not going to be worth it. Like, all right, you got playoff Rondo, but what about the regular season? Are you paying That's him just for the playoffs? Because, <laughs> like, can you work out some kind of deal where he only gets paid in the playoffs? I Like, he's probably going to be, I would imagine that he's going to be a clipper. Um, and I think that you're right. They need a point guard. But also, um, their GM has come out and said that they want to get, you know, another good young guy. To basically be that, you know, transition kind of as an overlap between like this period where it's LeBron and AD, that maybe they can get a good young guy who can transition to, you know, gaining some experience, getting a little bit better, and it could be that guy in AD once LeBron is done. Uh, I think that's super wise. Um, and I think that, you know, they we might be seeing some some trades happening. Uh, I don't know exactly what the Lakers have that people would want. But, you know, just some team that doesn't know any better. <laughs> like, just take take their guy. I don't think they're going to get Bradley Beal. That's, everyone wants him, but I don't think that they have enough to get him. Uh, they have, like, basically no good draft picks anymore. I mean, they got this year 20, which is better than other years because... Everyone knows, like, the draft is, you know, you got a couple of players that are up at the top, but after that, everyone's just going to kind of be guessing. 
So uh, number 20 pick this year is probably much better than other years. But I would be very surprised if they don't do at least attempt to get some big guy. Now, someone like De'Aaron Fox could could be a great fit. Um, you know, because he's kind of expressed a little bit of frustrations like pretty much any player who has ever played in Sacramento. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, maybe they, they go after someone like that, but uh, they're going to have to do a lot. Uh, they got to trade Danny Green. I don't care what he says. I know this is going to be a long podcast, Dan. Are you prepared? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, listeners, but I need to say some things about Danny Green. <sighs> have, have you listened at all? Do you listen to the Ringer podcast, Danny? Uh, no, I don't. I don't listen to our competitors. Well, we are definitely not competitors <laughs> to them. <laughs> but, I know. <laughs> um, Danny Green went on The Ringer, the, the Ringer's NBA show, and was talking about you know his haters and how fans just don't get it. They don't understand what my role is. I'm, he said, I'm paid to play defense. Then play defense. Right? Well, there's that. He didn't play defense. And then also, that's not what you're paid to do. He knows it. You are paid to play defense and shoot three-pointers. And guess what? You suck at both of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, like, he was complaining about how, oh, people just see that, you know, I got paid you know, big, big money. And so they're like, like, it was like the most like whiny thing in the world of just complaining basically because, you know, and he's the whole time he's saying like, you know, I, I tune all that out. I don't pay attention to social media. And then he's like bringing up like specific things that social media is saying about him. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, you tune it out. You don't pay attention at all. No. You're you're reading everything, <laughs> and and so he's like talking about how people keep on bringing up how much money he's getting paid and how they just don't understand. You know, fans just don't get it. They don't understand basketball, and oh my goodness, <laughs> like just going on a podcast and talking like that uh, and like belittling fans and who have real concerns. Like, I mean, like yes. Like we don't we don't do the hard work. We're not there. We're not a part of the organization. But guess what? The reason why you get paid fifteen million dollars a year is because fans, <laughs> because they pay. You know, to buy jerseys used to be to buy tickets, uh, pay to be able to watch these games. That's how you get paid. Don't go on a podcast and belittle fans because they're saying, hey, maybe you should make one out of, you know, four shots. Yeah, that's, that would be ideal for him. So to make at least one or two shots a game. <laughs> it, it, it ticked me off. Like, uh, no, you need to get rid of Danny Green. Um, he lucked his way into being 
you know, a three-time champion, uh, you know, riding the coattails of Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker and then Kawhi and um, Kyle Lowry and now LeBron and AD. This guy, he, he just isn't good enough. He isn't good enough to get paid that much. And regardless of what he says about his role, um, if you're getting paid that much money, your role better be more than I play defense unless your name is like Ben Wallace. Right. And that is not the kind of defense that he plays. So get him out. He needs to be gone. Uh, I think Kyle Kuzma at this point needs to get gone. Um, you know, we tried it. Uh, like I've talked about that on the podcast before of how happy I was that we were able to keep him when we did the trade to get AD, but it's just not working. Um, he's not getting enough touches, whether it's, you know, part of it is he's a bench player right now and it, it, like his role just isn't what he needs as a player to be as productive as possible. You know, that could be the case, but you know, if you're not going to give him what he needed, you know, like last season or the season before of him, uh, you know, really stepping up and averaging like 18 points a game. If you're not going to have him be playing at that level, then ship him out with Danny Green and get someone who we need. Because we don't need two guys that, you know, maybe other teams might want who are going to combine to average, you know, what, like 16 points a game? Right. I think they need to... I think they need to trade Kyle Kuzma, whether that be just trying to package him and Danny Green for something else. Because, believe it or not, some team is going to give up something for Danny Green. Yeah. But I think maybe... I think... Honestly, their bet, their most valuable piece is Kyle Kuzma, though, because he's still young, and he's a good player. Yeah, I just don't think that's the right system for him to succeed. So I think there is there is hope they could package him with some picks or something to get a better player. Yeah, I would I would love to see it. I I asked for it, I begged for it last year of getting Derrick Rose. For Kuzma and Danny Green, um, I would love to see that still. Uh, but beyond that, like like I said, uh, getting someone young like to Aaron Fox, uh, someone like that you could have that point guard position locked in. Um, you know, not with some veteran, but with someone who can grow and really, I mean, build some real chemistry with Anthony Davis. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Are you happy now? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I was just listening to that thing, and I was just like, are you serious? This guy right now. Um, yeah, I don't like being belittled as as a fan. Because uh, we go on these shows, and we, we talk about basketball because we love it. And when players go like, oh, well, you just don't know what you're talking about. It's like, well, like, I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> like, uh, if everyone is saying it on Twitter, like, 
I mean, Twitter can get things wrong, let's be honest. But if everybody's saying it on Twitter and there's like no debate about it, uh, there's probably some truth to it. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Unless everyone is wrong and only Danny Green could be right. But All right, let's land this plane. What do you think? Do you agree that Danny Green is uh, <laughs> a great player who is paid to play defense? Let us know on Twitter at we want our Sonics. <laughs> I think the answer is pretty easy, but yeah. Well, for for real though, let us let us know like what what trade, what pick you'd like to see your favorite team or a team that you think would be a good contender for this upcoming season. Uh, let us know what you think they need to do to be able to hit that mark. Uh, we we would love to interact with you about it. Until next time, we want our Sonics back. <laughs>